0: My name is Christopher plant and I am the founder of radio kismet radio kismet is a podcast creation studio located right here in Philadelphia when I found out that Andrew was having a 50th birthday party and that he was inviting all of his family and most of his closest friends I thought it would be an incredible opportunity to record some of those conversations in a meaningful way to create a landmark recording that he could look back to for the rest of his life I want to thank all the people, all the friends, all the family that took time from this great party to sit down and talk with me and record these memories. Happy fiftieth birthday, Andrew Eisenstein! Special thanks to Ricky for working this all out. Thanks, Ricky. Can you please state your name?
1: Uh, Matthew Kenna.
0: And can you remind us how did you meet Andrew?
1: I met Andrew in 2001, right as I was graduating from Penn, and I I knew I wanted to go into real estate, and I didn't exactly know what that that meant. And uh, I was kind of exploring and trying to meet different people, and uh, I was dating a girl at the time who said, you have to meet my second cousin, Andrew. He's a a very entrepreneurial guy. He's in real estate, and I think you're going to like him.
0: That's great. And so what was it like when you actually met him? Like, where were you? Like, how did that happen?
1: Uh, we got together at Cafe Lutetia, uh, which uh, I drive by all the time now on my way to, to the Philadelphia school. And I remember meeting a guy who I actually had seen him before. I had met him years ago when he was the coach of the uh, Penn Charter tennis team. And I was a player on German Ten Academy. And I used to chat with him because he just seemed like an interesting guy.
0: You're like, that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know what? I'd be cheering my team on. He'd be watching his uh, players and I'd be watching you know my teammates. And we used to chat. So I saw him and I, I remember hearing about the deals he was doing and it sounded very fun. You know, he was, just started buying real estate several years before and he was kind of involved with some exciting projects. And I remember thinking, this is a fun way to live a life. You know, I was coming from Warden, where you, you, know, you deal with a lot of people who are going into finance and, and big companies. And it wasn't exactly kind of how you're I... You're
0: dealing with a lot of people who will tell you they're smart.
1: Oh, de- yeah, de- definitely. And and you know, I, I was kind of imagining working for a big company in real estate, and I was interviewing with you know groups in New York and Starwood in Connecticut, and I met him, and he was kind of very different, but it was it was exciting. But it didn't it didn't feel like anything more than I'm meeting someone who's very interesting and does something that I I, I can imagine being very exciting. So then I got an offer at a real company. A, a real real estate company,
0: yeah, and uh, like actually, a big sort of corporate gig.
1: Exactly, a corporate gig, and I was there for six months, and I thought quickly, this is this is awful. Yeah, you know, this is this is not. Was a, that
0: here in Philadelphia or was it in New York?
1: No, that no, was in Philadelphia. Uh, so I was there for six months, and I I was so unhappy, you know, during those yeah. six months. But I I remembered my time uh, fondly. I you know before I took that job, I worked with Andrew and, and Joel Walks, you know, for a bunch of. Uh,
0: months just kind of seeing what they were doing. And... What was the first deal that you did with Andrew?
1: Well, I was kind of, before I took the real job, I kind of interned with Andrew and Joel for a few months, and I would just kind of drive around and see their projects and do stuff at the office. But the first real job I did with them was the, the Coronado on, on 22nd and Chestnut.
0: And you guys did, I think, 22 condos? 33. 33. Yeah.
1: How do you, good memory, by the way. How, how
0: did you remember? I wanted to pick a number because I know that you have a good memory. <laughs> and, and You just made that up? No, no, no. I had always thought it was 22. I don't know that I knew it was as many as 33. But like I would consider myself an executor of the Andrew Eisenstein, I told you, in passing school. And I think that you're probably the chief executive of, the, of that and, <laughs> and know the deals by heart. But, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of stories about the Coronado and that being an early sort of set of successes and challenges. And so what made you... Hey, by ma- the way, what, what year did you meet Andrew? And I met Andrew in 2006. Okay. So, and you met him in what year?
1: 2001, but, you know. Okay. Long, long but a lot ago, a happened of
0: A lot happened in those five years, and you guys had cemented a lot of things, and Jason entered the picture also, I think. Right um, around there, yeah. In like two or three But um, I remember meeting Andrew and him stating early that he was a a zigger when everybody was zagging and that in 2006, when I was also involved in real estate, he had said that he was gonna focus more on commercial rather than residential. And he had brought up a series of, um, well, you guys had done that. What year did you do the Coronado?
1: Coronado was 2002, but if you're, Imagining 2006, I think that's right when we bought 1425 Arch Street, yes. which would have been a, you know, one of our first commercial projects.
0: Well, and you were talking about Fall Center.
1: Right, Falls Center came right after that, exactly. Yeah.
0: And I remember I met you, and both you and Jason, and it turned out it was very funny because when I moved to Philadelphia, one of my first offices, when I was trying to produce a, a children's television cooking show, was in Jason's father-in-law's building at 12th and Carpenter, That's and, and so I was like literally at the inception of, of Ironstone real estate, but wasn't really there, you know, because I was doing my, my own thing, but, um, yeah, but by,
1: by, by the way, I, I've maybe ever got an interview, or at least in like 30 years, but I was listening to a, an interview this morning, I was listening to a Cat Stevens interview, in which they went back through his, uh, you know, teaser and, you know, Tea for the Tillerman albums, and I feel like you're like a very similar interviewer for the guy from Broken Records, you know, kind of like go back and like talk about individual songs and, you know, what the thinking was at the time and what the inspiration was. So yeah,
0: you're, you're doing a nice job. Thank you. Well, and I would say that one of the things I've always appreciated about you is that you you care about music, you care about creativity, and um, one of the first times we vibed hard was over Joey Sweeney, and the Trouble with Sweeney, which is. Um, why you, you let me do that event at your house, which we probably should have never done? But um, wait, wait! I forgot. I, I remember your relationship to them. Was Joey DJed that party. No, that you, I,
1: I remember. But was it you who told me to listen to the album for the first time? Right? Or or I, no, no, no. You were deep. You
0: were. You loved. I
1: I loved their songs. But, yeah. But do you remember where I heard them the first time? Because I was very no, impressed. No, I with, think you
0: heard them in college, and like I met you all the way in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and then this opportunity came to do a large scale event with art in a cool place and I came to you. Oh yeah yeah and your wife, Jenny and ja- Jenny Jasky. Yeah. Jenny Jasky. That's right. Yeah. And I think I did everything right until the paintings came off the wall. And so I guess it's like curling back into that. I think probably of all of the different relationships the relationship that Andrew has with you and with Jason is the coolest to me because it is, it represents quite possibly the greatest decentralized real estate company I've ever met where everybody has such effective and clear roles. And you guys don't fuck with each other at all, you know, but you challenge one another and you get the job done. And so you're still young. How did you come to decide that you were going to put your cards on Andrew's table and be a business partner?
1: It, it, it's a, it's a good question, but I, uh, and, and kind of just coming back to what you said about the relationship, which that's a very nice thing for you to say. I, I do think it's extremely true is we've, uh, we've had a great relationship. We, you know, we've loved our time together. We, uh, argue in the friendliest and most respectful of, you know, of manners. And we, uh, have had a relationship that's been completely built on friendship and trust and, you know, early on, I would say, you know, a, a very, you know, big brotherly aspect on Andrew's part where he, you know, he, you know, was Andrew's a, great for a lecture. <laughs> no, and in, in, in a very, you know, sincere and, uh, you know, thoughtful way, I think he, you know, was trying to teach the lessons he's learned in his time and impart his wisdom and, and be a great partner and a great friend. Yeah. So I think I'll get to your point in a second. How did I decide? But I, I feel like it was very much the right decision. And that, you know, at, at no point have I ever doubted or, or questioned or regretted that decision. It's really been a, an amazing ride and a, a very enjoyable and, and a lucky one. You know, very, very lucky. How did I decide? I think it took me a few years to decide. You know, I, I found him very inspiring. I was excited by the project he was doing. There wasn't so much going on in those days to keep someone like me fully busy. So I, I did other things. I started the bowling alley at University of Pennsylvania and I I went to law school and was involved in a mortgage company, and I, I, I ultimately, you know, after trying these things, I, I found, I was best at real estate, and I enjoyed it the most, and I, you know, enjoyed the partnership aspect with, uh, you know, with Andrew and Jason that, you know, wasn't available in in those other uh, fields, and the bowling alley was just, the ball landed in the gutter anyway, so that 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 <laughs> that, 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 that one wasn't really, uh, that one wasn't really there. Yeah, uh, I feel like. I was looking f- for something entrepreneurial. So I was like, looking for different things, and I ultimately think I realized that the most entrepreneurial thing was in you know, the types of projects that we pursued. Like, we always were finding projects that were exciting and unusual and, and thought-provoking, and I didn't need to look anywhere else because I was finding it you know, in, in the real estate world.
0: And so this is the interesting thing. Like, probably when you were younger, you might have thought that in order to find that, you would have to leave Philadelphia And so what did it mean to be here and and what does it mean to you now? I know you're a Sixers fan, go Harden. And um, what does it mean for you to have been such an interesting part of the development of of Philadelphia over the last 20 years? Sorry for
1: the pause. You know, I'm used to doing doing depositions. I can smell the smoke. I can smell (laughs) the smoke. Well, I'm used to doing depositions and in depositions... Uh, no one sees the delay. You know, you just kind of like you know the
0: stenographer. Well, and in podcasts, we will edit that out. I, I can guarantee you that that your twenty second delay on, on your legacy as a Philadelphian will not be present, and you will literally spring to uh, your response. Nice. I, I thought your question was going in a different place. You said.
1: No, no, no. I did, I did, like, Matt, you, you could have gone anywhere. But, you, but, but and, so, your question, I think, ultimately was about what do I think about the role that we've played in Philadelphia real estate? Yeah. I've never
0: thought about it that way. Um, in the Philadelphia- I, Matt, when you guys did Fall Center, you were the biggest redevelopment project on the East Coast in 250 miles in every direction for three years. You guys mattered. And then at a certain point, like every fucking deal came across your desk because of who you were. And you were young, you were bold. I mean, I remember when Andrew wrote that letter to your investors when there was this requirement to put like another $3 million into Fall Center. And you guys put out a, a letter to your investors that said, we've lost your money. Like we can't justifiably tell you to put any more into this deal and these fucking you know shithead new york bankers come down here and tell you what you're gonna do and andrew was like you guys threw the keys on the table and you want these keys like nobody else in the world is better suited to explain (laughs) to you what these keys mean you know and so i think that there, there was a boldness and a brashness and a lack of willingness to just play by the traditional rules of real estate, where it's like, they have tons of money, they must know better. You guys were fucking boxers, and you... No, I think that's completely true, and I, and I feel like that's what
1: I'm... One of the things I'm most proud of and I've enjoyed the most is we've collaborated on deals and strategizing how to get deals that were... What's the expression above our punching weight, or what's, what's the expression? No, that's a good one. You know, and, and I feel like... You know, in a recent deal, we outpursued the Seventy Sixers and Brandywine and you know guys who are you know far far more capitalized than us, and we were creative and we kind of came up with strategies and how we we won the deal and that's been so incredibly fun. I mean, and, and I'd say there's probably six of those deals where we've gotten that we shouldn't have gotten, but we chased them hard and we you know presented the best case. I've really never thought of us as big, and I'm not trying to be humble, but I, I feel like. It's a big town, it's a big world, and we've done some big deals. There's a lot of other real estate developers out there. But I'm, I'm really proud of the portfolio we put together. Like each, each one is an exciting memory of, uh, of a lot of work and a lot of passion that went into buying and envisioning something that's worked out really well.
0: So give me a, um, a particular moment from your relationship with Andrew that, that really stands out. Um, whether it's from the beginning or a meaningful moment that, um, when you bring it up, will trigger a fucking tear from his eye as he's listening to this on the in the Wissahickon.
1: <laughs> you promised no zingers. <laughs> <laughs> I said a zinger.
0: I asked you, <laughs> you. You know. I mean, like I know. I know you guys got it, and you know. I know that you met him young. You had a lot of opportunities, and yet he kind of cajoled you and kind of brought you in?
1: I don't think of it as a moment. I really think of it as kind of a long and deep relationship where, you know, he inspired me and he taught me and so much of where I am today, being in Philadelphia, being in real estate, who I am has been so deeply impacted by Andrew. There's very few people in my life who've had you know the impact that Andrew has and it's been such a a warm and positive one and uh, it's been such a a special journey we've been on. So I'd say there's been a million special moments, but it's a warm friendship uh, that has really been such a, an important part of my life.
0: Excellent. And just say, if in fact you do, which I think you do, I love you, Andrew. Happy birthday. Yada, fucking yada. I,
1: It's <laughs> <that's laughs> such like an out of character thing to say that to like another guy. I, I, I of course I do love Andrew. I, I
0: love Andrew. <laughs> I, and, and I think you can say it. I think he's a fucking stunning, like gigantic, you know stalwart of peculiar advice. but like you know, he's so fucking unique that guy. So tell me what you think. Andrew Chris is the
1: I'm verbalizing my my true feelings for you that I love you.